Young hearts run free. Young hearts run free. Young hearts run free. Young hearts run free. Welcome to Young Hearts Run Free podcast. I'm John Cassidy. He is Stephen Watt, and we are on episode 97, season 5, episode 17. How are you, Stephen? I'm good. I am 97% magic. Oh, magnifico. Mm-hmm. 97. Who'd have thought we got there? wonder what's going to happen when we get to the hunter. Maybe we'll hear a guest, because we've not got a guest this week, have we? I know it's a, one of those treat weeks with no guest and just you and I chowing the fat. And right now, folk are going, yeah, dancer, this is what we came for. <laughs> and some folk are going, oh, no. Oh, I keep going. Fucking pies and biscuits. Keep going, man. Keep going. Pies, all, biscuits, and hell of a lot more. Well, this week is all about keep going. And you'll hear more about that as we go through our hefty but relevant agenda. Um, it's all about endurance, what we're going to be speaking about this week. And I'm going to start, Stevie Boy. Mm-hmm. I was hearing you were exposing yourself. Exposing yourself to something a wee bit different than just the running, some triathlon stuff. Well, so let's talk yeah, about that. That's a good place to start. I was exposing myself and I was not participating, but I was in a support role at yeah. the Staffordshire 70.3 Ironman. This is all new terminology to me, of course. Very good. Um, my, well, you did say after Boston... You were going to be flipping it, and you were yep. going to be giving your your good lady Fiona, yeah, support. And this is what was happening, wasn't it? Exactly that. Yep, she was taking part in her. I think she's she's done a few sprint triathlons and things like that, but this was her first sort of um, major out in a, a more substantial event, and that took place last weekend, like I say, down in, in Stafford. And it was yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting to see how it all played out. Because we were messaging each other on the Saturday. I, I was trying to find, well, asking you when the actual event was. But because of what there's all, it's a whole new terminology field oh. and all. Because of all these transitions they've got today, there's a lot of setting up to do, isn't there? Before you actually lace up or whatever you do. So how did the weekend build up? Ah, you're right. There's a lot more logistics and thinking about things in the planning stages than there is I mean we think there is quite a bit of planning goes on for an ultramarathon isn't there but yeah. there's mere there's mere there's mere can go wrong as well so you need to get it right I suppose so I the the swimming part was at a chase water country park which is like a reservoir I think and it was mm-hmm. about 20 miles away so on the Saturday after registering in Stafford then you had to then drive to chase water with your bike to drop that off at T1. Transition one, yeah. Yep, which is the one that you, after your swim, so it's, a, it's like a 1.2 mile swim, and right, then okay. out the water, grab your your bike. So you had to take that there. It's quite mm-hmm. busy, you know, a lot of people doing the same, road's quite busy and, and, and what have you. Then back to... Stafford oh you'd already left a bag at transition two when you were registering as well which is your run shoes and stuff ah your running kit your your schwanks uh, well see on that 
Is there a bike equivalent of Schwanks? Oh, that there definitely is. In fact, it goes into sort of hyper mode. Aye. That there's because there's component Schwanks and then there's actual hail bike Schwanks. And oh, man. tell you what, there was a lot of bike Schwankers on show. I'll bet there was, man. Oh, I was like, check my pump. carbon baby. Oh, that that carry on. Machine there. That is some bad boy. All pimped up and probably saving a few grams here and there, which marginal gains makes the accumulation of those gains. And then I was looking at some boys, I'm like, <laughs> maybe you could give within a few buns there in the way. Could be making big gains. Eh? But anyway, if it's a trade off between going on a pretty strict diet or spending a few quid on the equipment, then can if you can afford it then ah, if you can afford it spend the money on the bike Which and keep it in the four you know it, it can be a pretty expensive hobby mm. the triathlon again same with running you, you adjust to what you can can you cut your cloth accordingly but it's amplified and when you've got three sports and one of them happens to be cycling where you can hear you know 12 13 15 grand bit of machinery engineer mm-hmm. under your ass one of my wife's pals she goes swimming with a group of folk and he was taking part in a triathlon in Italy and he was getting pretty obsessed with his bike he actually, yeah. he actually had his bike in the bedroom he was fair to leave it outside he had his bike in the bedroom um, in the bedroom I think he might have I probably fine tuning it overnight you know <laughs> that's one way fucking god but you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a number of questions, and they will emerge, I think, as we as we go through this. When you come out the water, do you cycle? Do you take off your wetsuit, or do you cycle in your wetsuit, or is there a, is is there a suit that you wear for the whole thing? I think there can be, and dependent upon the the water temperature, right? But it was chilly enough that a wetsuit, I think, was the chosen outfit for the swim part and then you whip the wetsuit off and you, you're in a, a sort of tri suit which is you know a padded butt thing for you cycling on and then you like just like a bib type thing um like an all-in-one can i because i mean the, my my the only exposure i've had really or came to my attention was the brownlee brothers mm-hmm. you know that was when that was yeah um but i've never paid enough attention at the transition things to see oh, if they actually it's dead it. interesting because everybody, be. everybody's got their their own little methods and some people are, are obviously more serious about their time than others and want to shave any seconds off they can so they'll do the most efficient mm-hmm. thing um whereas others are you know not quite as um caught up in the the seconds or milliseconds um, and i'll do it in a more relaxed state and, and stuff so Aye, it was it was an interesting watch, you know, for a spectator point of view, just seeing everybody going about their business and just how much it takes to get to the start line. Obviously, a lot of training, three disciplines, and mm. that takes up more time. But actually, you're quite buggered by the time you've done everything, you know. And it's like the race hasn't even Aye. started. There's a lot of energy went into the the pre-race bit more and so than we're used to, and that's. That's all part of that learning thing as well. I'm sure we'll speak about how Fiona got on in a minute, but I'm sure she's taken loads away from, you mentioned about the sprint triathlons. I'm sure she's taking stuff from that 
and put that in at the weekend. And I'm just thinking about the transitions. There must be folk that just simply practice the transition bit to, oh, to streamline that, you know? Definitely, definitely. I was standing there watching everybody coming in off their bikes, coming into transition to go into the run-in. And at some point there was a lot of cyclists, you know, coming in at the same time. Aye. Some folk would unclip slowly, make sure, quite a measured approach, make sure that they didn't fall down. Other folk were fleeing in, coming in on almost standing on one pedal and being in this one fluent action. Okay, and I was Aye. like, whoa. And then a few other folk were crashing into folk in their sort of haste. Because uh, there, is, there is penalties, isn't there, if you didn't do it right? You've got to put your helmet in a basket or something. Are you doing that? No? I, I'm not sure. I wouldn't like to say that. The penalty that I noticed was that there was a line that if you crossed it while you were still on your bike, um, you went into a sort of sin bin for a certain period of time. Ah, brilliant, man. You shouting at the folk in the sin bin. <laughs> I didn't feel that way. Invest it enough to be confidently do that. But I will next time. Uh, so, no, so it, was, it was very interesting. And how did how did feeling go on? Was she happy? Aye, she was. She was delighted. Um, hard to have a dead set expectation on what you were going to achieve. Um, she had an idea in her head and she exceeded her her target. Um, found the swim quite. Um, busy and almost keeping herself safe on the edge of the masses seemed to be her her thing I think she was 40 minutes for her swim and then it's a a 57 mile cycle and round the country lanes at Staffordshire I think she was three hours probably 10 minutes three hours five minutes or something like that she was chuffed enough with her her, her bike because she's not got one of these machines I think she was quite getting quite envious at other people's uh, bikes and she felt like Mary Poppins um, know that she's got a crap bike by any stretch of imagination but compared to the specialist bikes it was Aye. so good but that could, then, so that could that could be costing the watts a few bob then if she's going to put yeah. hand in the mar- or throw the hand in the market for another bike hopefully there's a good second hand market and then <laughs> the run that's a half marathon at the end and it was the, the route of the half marathon, it wasn't quite like a traditional route that we'd maybe go and partake in a half marathon, which is more likely to be a loop. Um, it was quite convoluted around laps of the town centre and then out to the castle. They did a, a couple of hill reps with the castle, you know, during the, the run. And, and it was a bit weird trying to track down where she was to cheer mm-hmm. her on. Um, but we found her eventually and she completed the run part in like an hour and 45 for her half so she was five hours 46 all in and that's including her transition times which are brilliant an hour, so, and half, an hour, an hour and 45 is brilliant for a half marathon too after expending all that other energy mm-hmm. for the swimming and the cycling Aye. that's brilliant man no i was right i know, proud of her. I know she's a very fit and active and competitive athlete you know, and she'll take yeah. loads away for that. But that's good. I, you you touched on something too about being on the edge. I've seen all these folks starting to swim. It's utter chaos, man. It looks utter chaos. And there's bound to be a few folk, for what of a better term, get a bang in the pass in there. You know, well, so in, in fact, there was a few reports of getting bloody faces and elbows and such like. And so, yeah, it is. It was quite a high physical challenge out there. 
mm. obviously. Um, but brilliant to watch and some phenomenal athletes. Where is your appetite for sure. yourself? Throw your get a bit of lycra on now. Aye, but not a day of triathlon in. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I miss you. No, never say never, John, as we know. That, that is yeah, the, yeah, exactly that. Um, it was good. It was. Maybe we'll get Fiona on one time to speak about her experience and her thoughts and her preparation and all that sort of stuff. Definitely. Well, next up for her is the last man standing Highlander up at Boyraffle the second last weekend in July. So... She's maybe got some, she's maybe worth speaking to, see what she's got to say <laughs> on the matter. But, oh yeah, man, so she's doing that. We know there's a few people I spoke about, they're going to last man standing. There's a few folk we can. I, see, before I get off the, the, the triathlon thing, yeah. mm-hmm. the best thing, now she was there and she had a pal, Lois, Lois also done brilliant, Lois Newton, big shout out to her. Um, but they were standing waiting to dive in at the start of the swim. And there was a lassie standing aside them in a full-blown pish in a wetsuit. Oh, I was thinking about that. That is, <laughs> you might have waited just a couple of wee seconds till you jump in. But Marginal I, so I don't know gains. if that's the done thing, man. Marginal gains, man. I'd be, I tell you, I'd be, if that's what they're up to, I'd be right into that. I would love it, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, um, yeah. So I last man standing next up for her. And yeah, like, like you say, John, we do know a few familiar friends of the show and stuff who are going to be there too. Can't wait. Brilliant. Okay, talking about friends of the show, we've got to give a shout out to Mr. Alan Cormack for his um, quite extraordinary achievements last week. It was one of the Mark Cobain events and um, let's speak about that. It was a three peaks challenge, but it was a bit more than the three peaks, wasn't it? It was. It was the three highest peaks in Scotland, England and Wales, so Ben Nevis, Scarfell and Snowdon. Um, but it being a Cobain event, it's never ever going to just be as straightforward as going up and doing that particular peak and then driving on to the next one. Um, it involved running between them all too. So yeah. starting Fort William, up and doing Ben Nevis and then doing the West Island Way heading towards the Lake District and then up and down Scaffield and then down there and then down to Wales to do the same at Snowdon and at 430 miles later. Beggars, beggars belief, man, to do that under your own steam, you know. Self-supported. Um, self-supported. The Mark Cobain events are well known to be minimal. Mm. You might get a pot noodle here and there and a wee glass of a wee glass of water whatever it is full on up to you what you're going to be doing and he's got some he's also i think when alan spoke to us he was doing the tunnel he spoke to us about the tunnel event yeah and mark cobain's other it's called the line which looks brilliant as well you know bathers have been sort of he turned by the line, uh-huh. haven't we? And we then have, right? he's got the hill, which is just then repeats so or a hill. <laughs> Brilliant, man. So Forever. He's obviously, he's a psychopath. Mark Twisted race director. <laughs> but <laughs> attracts, a, um, yeah, a, a certain segment of the um, ultramarathon community because that is exactly what they're looking for, is that comfort zone being absolutely stretched and under the conditions of no much help navigation help whatever 
And oh, I do to you. The good is well, there's more than two bits of good news for Alan, but two standouts for me is one, he finished, which is a quite phenomenal feat. Alan finished the 438 90, or sorry, his 90 race, and I'm just trying to find it. Nine days, one hour and 34 minutes to complete that quite phenomenal 430-mile route with the three peaks in it. And he's also now the Scottish record holder because he was the only Scot on the race. So and I think, I was reading through a, a thing, in completing the course 10 hours faster than the previous overall record for the challenge, he's now the Scottish record holder for that event. So well done, Alan. Absolutely phenomenal. And there was someone, we were reading a wee article, he was fueled by magnums. So you can't go far wrong with that. And he got a, the medal was a belter. It's a big, oh, it's a big, huge plate size thing, isn't it? Quite right. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So Alan never fails to inspire us with the things that he takes on and his attitude to his resilience, really, how he manages to get through these things. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. And so, if, if you want to hear more from Alan, because he's a, an absolute legend, um, season two, episode 12, he was our guest and it's well worth a listen if you aye. want to get a wee insight into how his mind works. And summon has just clicked with me. I was, and I'm going to, I have to say it because I'll forget it. We're speaking all about endurance, right? And speaking about the triathlon was endurance. And um, Alan Cornack just means we're speaking about endurance. The West Highland Way is coming up, right? And I, and I made a wee bit of an arse on my social media last night. I posted a photograph of me reading the race, the, the runner's guide for the West Island Mary is 2022. A couple of folk thought, I'm running it. I wasn't there. I was just reading it. I'm supporting uh, Julian McGill or part of Julian's support team. But a few folk had said, oh, brilliant, you're in it. I'm not in it, right? <laughs> so I should, have, I should have posted something different. But the West Highland Way is coming up. But Karen Much, another friend of the show, Karen Much has said, does that mean I'll get a bosey? And it was Alan Cormack that said, he's a bozy. It was him that did that in Dialect Dictionary, wasn't it? It's yeah, a hug or a cuddle. So, cuddle. Karen Much, at some point in that 96 miles, I'll find you and you'll be getting a bozy. And if I didn't find you on the course, I'll get you the prize given. Don't you worry about that. So, um, thank you to Karen and thank you to Alan. And as they say, when the summer comes again and there's music in the glen. So, if you lock in that song by now, if you didn't, Thank you to Neil McRitchie again for um, the song about the West Highland Way. But we've mentioned endurance, or I've mentioned endurance a couple of times. This weekend, this Saturday, 18th of June, is the West Highland Way race. Ooh, maybe the most iconic race in the world. That's my opinion, right? I know there's other races out there that people like, but the West Highland Way is number one, certainly for me. That is our opinion. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. So, West Highland Way is happening Saturday. First time it's ran since 2019. John is officially up to high dough, <laughs> oh, as you might have noticed on our socials. My high dough phasers are at full malky, as they say, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. 
it's been, I, I've immersed myself. It's not been hard to immerse myself because, as I've said, I'm part of the Jillian McGill support team. There's a wee WhatsApp chat, as you would imagine, yeah. on the on the go. And that's full on good crack. Absolutely loving that. I think Jillian's been saving up episodes of the podcast to for doing the start. So she'll probably be approaching Connick Hill or something when she's hearing this in, I would think. So if she's oh. ahead of that, brilliant. So Jillian, if, keep on going. doing the West Highland way, couldn't get any better. And you've got back catalogue at Young Hearts Run Free. Exactly, <laughs> man. And exactly. So there's a, I'm very excited. Adrian's thought, as he does, has written a sort of wee race preview. It's worth going and checking out. We can maybe retweet that, that Adrian posted that about the sort of, the field that's going to be out there as well. And that is very, very exciting. I'm not going to pick out anybody in case I make oh. an air so it done that before. But, um, so, but that's quite exciting. So, John, uh-huh. in terms of that support crew duties for Jillian, Yes. Massive good luck to Jillian and the Hale support crew as well, and everybody else. But yeah, yeah. You know, obviously Jillian, um, with John being in our support team, has has come into sharper focus. Yep. For us, and what a focus it is, by the way. What is your role and tail on the weekend? I think I want to know. I am the watcher of the sausage rolls. Okay, that's right, a yeah, I feel tighter. That's self self proclaimed watcher of the sausage rolls. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I am going to be running with Jillian from Bridge of Orkey across Rannick Moor. Yeah, to Glen, my fave bit. Yeah, to Glencoe. I've not been back in that neck of the woods post-pandemic I've not done that so I'm really mega excited about it and then I'm also going to be going from plan is to go from Glencoe across to Fort William so that's my set it's going to be 20 miles 21 miles or something so good luck Gillian <laughs> we doing that right George I'll need a medal at the end of this end I was going to finish 21 miles honestly man I could leave this seat and go and do it right now I'm that up to honestly I'm really really up for it really looking well, forward one thing to it. is didn't forget about your own fuel and, hun- and hydration. That's eat. right. Because <laughs> crew can succumb as well and, and such. Aye. And I remember, you know, crewing for you or support running you, and I was flagging a wee bit, eh, to be <laughs> honest. I, know that I was showing you that. I was all fucking bouncing forward progress. Uh, you were very <laughs> good. But, that, but then again, we should let folk in that you did the last leg with me, but you ran for... Fort William taking Loch Leven first in the dark before you ran back with me. So, um, yeah, it was brilliant. But I was also, I was listening to another podcast, I think it was Trail Runner Nation, and they were talking about pacing and good pacing tips. And what they were saying was, you don't want to be left by your runner. Okay, what I mean? (laughs) Make sure you're fit enough so you don't get dropped by your runner. So, um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And but you're very you're, you're right. There's a lot of people involved in the West Island Way Race for the first time this year, both running and crew. And again, you will learn loads. But there's the basics there, and you've just spoke about a very very basic thing: making sure that the crew are fueled and hydrated because it's a long shift. You know, 
That's it's good very long Gaffey and Tindrum's a no bad spot. Aye. Um, there's other outlets available. Yeah. Some folk might even get a bag of chips with that killer leaving chippy. I can't wait to watch it all unfold on social mm. media. But if I do see that there's chips at Kinloch leaving being woofed, then <laughs> that is going to absolutely excite me much more than many things. Yeah, of course, man. Right, I'm looking forward can I, to it. Can I say, when I was down back, jumping back down to Stafford, actually, when I was yep. down at Stafford, I bumped into Don Wilson. Um, Don oh, Burnt Island, Fifa. Ultra Don. Ultra. Ultra Don. Ultra Donny. Yep. Yeah. Um, she was down there supporting her other half who was doing the, the try. Um, so I was watching out for her um, and I managed to get a good weather with her um, and, and wished her well for this weekend too because she's taking on the 96 miles. Um, as, a, as a runner? As a runner. Fantastic, man. You she know what? Ready. So hopefully she's going to smash it. Yeah. Did you hear your hairy thing with you? I didn't hear my hairy thing with me. Um, ah, I right. left it purposely at home. Because um, you were focused on supporting. Yeah. I was. I, I was actually even turned off by kind of looking too much at social media and, and Strava. And then I realised there was quite a lot of massive achievements on Strava last weekend. And mm-hmm. I've maybe missed kudos in some of them. And I feel a wee bit guilty because a couple of days passes and then your, your Strava's on to a new sort of set of activities and you've ah, shit, I hate you. so apologies if you've done something brilliant at the weekend maybe ah, that's so a good segue into some brilliant stuff that was happening at the well, weekend but it, it could be but i'm not quite finished with the west island way ah, i want to say for folk, no no it's cool man there's a i've also noticed this week there's been a few dropouts and that's going to happen people are pulling out the race ah, and what i would say to them is the West Highland Way is not going anywhere. It's always going to be there. So didn't be too disheartened that you've had to pull it. You've made the right decision. If that's how you feel, come back and get your name in the hat in November. The month of November is when the ballot opens or it's open for people putting their hat in the ring. So, aye, maybe watch this space. We'll say any more about that than now. Well, just as a, a potential wee teaser, Maybe if you no managed to do it this year when you were meant to have managed to do it, you could get a chance in a future year to run the same race as one of the Young Hearts Run Free podcast hosts. Oh, and do, do, that, do, would, do, do, do. that would be that's going to be some year. Tell oh, you what, that would be the year that it's picked up by pay per view. <laughs> Crazy, prize, right. prize money will go through the roof that year. Right, so I am I am going to be on the course. I'm hopefully going to capture some stuff. I'll certainly be taking plenty of pictures, and we'll see what happens. And I'll definitely beat the prize given on Sunday as well. So please come and say hello. I think I might even have a. I'm waiting to see if it comes in the post a new wee t-shirt that you might be able to, you might be able to spot me in a crowd if it if it arrives in time. So we'll see. Brilliant. Can't wait. Okay. Right, last, last weekend. weekend, yes. Where do we start? Last weekend was pretty, again, we spoke about it before, about the proliferation of races that has returned to the running calendar. And last weekend was no exception. Mm. Well, let's start. I pronounced it I pronounced it wrong. I call it more. How do you pronounce it? More. Is it more? I said more. You Some said more. I just uh, said more. Like, as in... More. 
I need more. Aye. Maybe it should but be the mayor. That's mayor. Up, I want mayor. That's up the sort of Glenoble neck of the woods, is it? Calendar way. Aye. Yeah, so and it's K Fitness um, events who are the race organisers, and they put on a plethora of good events through yeah. the the year. Um, but yeah, it was it was back. It was back. It was back, and I think when you were mentioning there about um, missing out on giving some kudos, there was a few people that we know, friends of the show, taking part in that one, wasn't there? Yeah, Frank McGaffney was up there. Oh, Frank was killing it. He's got his next freaking schwanks on, next percent schwanks. New profile picture. The old rock thing. I think, what did he say? It was a tune that was playing as he went through. Welcome at the jungle or something. Aye, right enough, eh? Aye, that was a good photo. There was some great race pics on the Facebook group shared. The We had a load of runners up for Ochterarda from Five Star Run Club up taking mm-hmm. part. And they all loved it as well they've all smashed it up the zigzags i seen a great wee video of them warming up man it was like if you, you could have put disco music to it you know i mean they were all just doing sort of wee dancey thing is that part of your training strategy is that part of your stretchy thing it is now aye exactly it's good it looked very so, good i watched it yeah. silent first of all and then i put the sound on but you could put any music to that let's do that aye <laughs> Do that on their new TikTok channel. Didn't hear that yet. Anyway, um, also it was on the go, was it the Strathairn Marathon? Strathairn Marathon up at County Braggin, um, yeah. Comrie. Um, great local marathon for us here in Perthshire, but you know, folk come from far and wide to do it, and, and no wonder. It's a, it's a great route. It's on quiet back roads. It's quite challenging, especially the first half. A lot of vertical climbing in the first half second half you're rewarded with nice long downhill stretches um, we're also the wee nick up as well no, we may want to, to to make it all all good um, but i think it's got about 1400 foot uh, climb throughout the, the marathon um front loaded mm. as we say so mostly in the first half um, and yeah there was a load of people friends of the show and listeners and things like up there taking part um, mm-hmm. Our pal John Robb was up there doing it. Our Lakeland 50 compadre, he yeah. managed to get a PB. Well done, John. Um, there was a, another smarter and a five-star active, five-star run club members taking part because it's our nearest marathon. Yeah. It's the Strathairn Harriers who, who stage it and they do a brilliant job. Aye, definitely. And again, Bonnie Scotland had a roasty toasty week last weekend, so adds to the challenge but um john rob's on fire again this year man i wonder what he's thinking about for lakeland if he's going to look to better his you think he would want to better his time but hey no pressure jr that is their challenge focused in on the brie and bacon and cranberry panini on the way down i think that seems to be his main focus and that's me thinking of the sausage rolls were good a big chunky sausage rolls with pepper brilliant Okay, aye, well, okay, but we'll speak lots more about Lakeland and Savories. Um, as Definitely well. Now, you mentioned they're about Five Star Active and Team Five Star. What about the Octorada running festival? What's happening with that? The build up uh, to that? Yeah, it's it's filling up nicely, the Octorada running festival. We've got three events coming up. We've got mm-hmm. a 10K. In fact, we've got four events coming up. 
Um, we've got a 10k on the 10th of September, a Saturday, a half marathon on Sunday the 11th of September, a first ever junior fun run on the Saturday the 10th of mm -hmm. September, and that's the sort of Oxford Running Festival weekend. Um, we're changing venues. We've been up at Glen Eagles. Um, I say up at Glen Eagles, that's, that's where I'm sitting just now. Um, we're now going to base the event at the community school in Octorada and um, bring it more into the the heart of the tune, the Lang tune. Heart of the Lang tune, because the campus or the, the school area, that's pretty much bang in the middle of the high street, isn't it? It's called the high street. Is it the high street? Well, it's called many things, but that middle bit's called the high street. Aye. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and there's a good chipper there. Definitely. And a baker. And a coffee shop. And other brilliant, eateries. Brilliant and bakers. Ah, there's, there's loads of good Anyway, places. let's get away from food. The, the running festival is happening. And aye, spaces are, are selling fast. We, we've got maybe, I don't know, 70 spaces left in each of the events. Yeah. That's so many. And you can do the double, which is doing the 10k and the half marathon on the Saturday and the Sunday, and you get a special um, race memento bling uh, um, to say that you've done that. Um, and then our fourth event happening later in the year is on the 5th of November is the Chile Trail Race. Um, entries are open for that as well, um, which is a great day. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. So lots happening. Entry all, Central can post all the links. available in Entry Central, and I think. And John and I will be there in different capacities. Oh, we will, man. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to that. Be bright. It's always a good event, and I think it's great as well that the same as the West Highland Way race, we're back, we're physical, we're in place again, you know, so yeah. it's come along and meeting people. Um, Can't wait. And that's what it's all about, all that camaraderie. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Now, I've taken a wee fancy to socks this week. You have. I've been noticing that on your your many social channels. <laughs> I have been a fan of, and I still am, the Njinji toe socks. I quite like them, right? But I just thought, I've always been a bit of a sort of, uh, no, a bit off. I've always been a reggae fan since the early 80s with Bob Marley and all that, right? And I've seen these Stan socks, and it's this, I suppose the subliminal advertising's finally got to me. They just batter stuff into your, your social media, and look at this, you really, you would like this. So eventually, they put up this pair of sort of reggae-coloured or rasta-coloured socks, stance, and I thought, I like them, man. And before I knew it, they were in the basket and bought in Pythler, right? So I thought, I'm going to wear them on my support run with Jillian on the West Island Way. So you, you can't just go fresh out the bag. You've got to try them out. Tried them out last weekend. They're a wee bit toasty for me, right? But then you then you tell me they're socks for skiing. He's <laughs> <laughs> bought the ski, so. So I'll be skiing, but I'm, I'm going through Glencoe Ski Centre, so I've rationalised it in my head, right? But they look smashing. They are, they're really nice and they give me a good vibe and they feel good. They're different than the Njinjis, obviously, but... Oh, aye. Big bit different. It's called three inches of padding. <laughs> <laughs> so, some folk get their padding for their super-duper hoka schwanky shoes. I get mine for my socks, right? So, anyway, that's where, yeah. we're going. that's where we're going with that. But I've noticed now, 
socks, it's, again, it's like shoes, it's like shampoo. There's just hundreds of variations out there, man. You know, what, what about yourself? Tell me about your socks, Stephen. Well, I've been a stance man for a good few years now, and I exclusively use stance. They've got the contract just now um, for the right. supplier of the, the water feet. So, and do you also wear skiing socks? Or do you focus on running socks? I may focus on running socks. I feel that they are more suitable for running. Aye. I'm all about specificity. That's no gain, there's that thing again. So if a company is advertising running socks, I'm going to be pulled towards them rather than the, the ski ones. I'll save them for when I, I'm, I'm going skiing or snowboarding. See, I've just got the Bob Marley vibe, man. That's where I Listen, you can't beat a vibe. That is probably more powerful than having specific socks for the activity that you're taking part in. Let's put that out there. And also, if I run out of things to speak to Gillian about going across Rannick Moor, I can always say, look at my socks, Gillian. What do you think of them? Yeah. But like, I'll forget, like I'll run out of things to speak about. You, know? you definitely win I think that's how she signed me up. Can I think I? it is probably your, your, your top thing on your top trump card. <laughs> also, in my radar this week and i posted this on my social media today dark chocolate tonics tea cakes unbelievable man are those Un- the ones in the blue right blue, blue, blue and gold blue and gold wrapper 55 wrappers just six in a box <laughs> so i i, I they've, they've caught my eye but i've never ever partaken oh they're wonderful it's woof it well some people would bite to have two or three bites of it. I just wolf it and I want to, you know, and then savour it. Well, it's in my mouth before I actually swallow it. But shout out to Tunnix. Very, very good. Very How good. many in a sitting? Well, I've, as I've matured, I've got to restrain. I, I, know, I know now how to restrain myself. So I can just have one or two. All right, I, could well hell, I could eat the hell lot, but I just have one or two. Um, I really, really enjoy them, so... Recommended. There you go. That's this week's biscuit chat covered. Uh, That's the chat covered. And I must as well go back a wee bit to the West Highland Way again. There's a theme emerging throughout this show, this episode, sorry. On the start list, and when you look at the sort of Facebook, there's a big Facebook race chat, West Highland Way. It's amazing how many people we've now, we now regard as pals through this podcast and how you become in contact with folks. So it's absolutely brilliant to see so many people involved and feel the excitement. Um, and I just like, I'd just like to mention that. I think it's great that we've made so many friends and connections through just doing this podcast. And it was a virtual West Highland Way that we started this way, wasn't it? It was. That was two years ago, and that, that was the inception of the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. 97 episodes later, we've hopefully brought to you some decent content over that time, or just for the love of running. Exactly, man. Now, on that virtual West Highland Way, I didn't want to speak about drop bags so much, because it was a, you just did it over the course of seven days or something, didn't you? Yeah, so, we did. Yep. Um, however, the people on running the race at the weekend, they'll have that thing. Turn, there'll be somebody or turn up with a bag for life. And I'll just fill every kind of grub that you're going to end up taking him with you as well, right? A bit like Rebecca. Oh, by Rebecca's show last week, 
got some great feedback, got some great um, yeah. comments and stuff about Rebecca. And Rebecca spoke a bit about how she ended up taking home for her Kate Brath, all these wee bags that she had because she ate everything else. Yeah. But thinking about drop bags, what's your favourite drop bag item? What's your must-have, Stephen? Oh, that's almost a double, a double question. My favourite drop bag item historically. Mm-hmm. And then my current favourites. Okay, we can take both of these. Okay, so let's think about historically first. Okay, so right. I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly got compared to some people masses of ultra marathons on my CV, but there's a fair few. There's a good smattering across mm-hmm. the years, and I we speak about it often. The Devil of the Highlands. 2018 was my my favourite, and you got a drop bag at King's House right, just after Glencoe yep. Ski Centre. It's a, it was set up at the more at the, at the hotel. I remember that because I used to get lavies there. Boom. Oh, aye. Good yeah. shout, by the way. Good shout. And then I came out and I was like, ah, yes, I've got a drop bag. And you go through it and you've got your things in it and you go, nah, nah, nah. Fridge milkshake chocolate that's exactly what i'm hearing and that fridge milkshake wolfed half it as i was walking away and then i sipped the rest of it over the next half mile or something like that and that just i don't know boosted me aye well certainly worked wonders that day i did part of of the game that day yeah i remember handing the empty bottle milkshake to the gals at the top of the staircase saying any chance mm. you could look after that for me um, and that <laughs> had a good mental booster that day in particular i don't know if it's just because that's the way the rest of the day panned out but it was it just hit the spot at that moment in time and it was it remained quite chilled um so. i was going to ask you what was it like because i mean glencoe was it september that race september the devil isn't it start august start august so it, it can be quite warm, but obviously they must have put it in a wee bit of shade for you. Kept it nice. It was meant to be. Um, so yeah, that fridge milkshake. And actually second on the list, or historical, just come this to is, me. This is still historic. Yeah, it's still historic at this point. Little made up homemade pots or rice pudding. Okay, well, you've got to say about how, what do you mean? What do you put in it as if it's homemade? How, how do you make it? Fucking... It's pretty basic, is it? No, like <laughs> rice, pudding, rice, milk, and honours of sugar. Right, and okay. A bit of vanilla essence or something like that. Is that oh, it's a bit of egg goes in there. I didn't even care. I make it, but I can't remember how. <laughs> and then portion it up when it's out, and that was smashing it at Glenmore 24. Right, so it gives you that sustenance. Brilliant, man. Oh, it's just awesome, eh? So that's your two historics. That's my two historics. And now I'm kind of dabbling with a few other different things at the moment in the lead up to the lakes. And weirdly, experience for last year at the lakes, John, where there's no drop bags at the lakes. Mm-hmm. So you wolf into everything that's at the well-stocked aid yep. stations. Do you know yep. that? It's more of that aid stations, isn't it? The sort of refuges. Shake coke. Shake coke. <sighs> utter shite coke right 
And then I was thinking to myself, I need to carry some options this year. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Beyond gels and active fruit. Yeah. So I'm testing sort of high carb stuff at the moment on my training runs. And one of the things is Henry Good's strawberry licorice. Never heard of it, man. It's magic. It's got a magic amount of carbs in it as well for the size of the. Okay. They're like little straws of licorice, but they're strawberry flavoured. They're no lic- they didn't taste the licorice at all. Um, it's got a big a big carb punch. Aye, a big carb punch and, and and some other bits and bobs that you need as well. But carbs being the main thing. They're 40, 50 grams of carbs an hour, you know, it's fair mm-hmm. stacks up for ten hours. And and then the other thing is kind of little protein bars that you get in Lidl's. Aye, I can then. Aye, the peanut butter chocolate ones. Is it mm. like Alio, I think the brand, Al- I can't remember their brand, um, but they're good just for a nibble in your wee mm. side pocket. So I'm thinking those two things are, are my things that are getting tested out for, mm. for this year. And keeping that in a wee side pocket will keep them nice and soft eh, with the heat of your body. Aye, exactly. so, oh, aye, aye. But the, the crucial thing is that they're, they're, they're compact snackages yeah. as opposed yeah. to taking like a bagel that I hate to reach in my back for that's smothered with peanut butter or something like that which would maybe be nice oh, peanut God. butter and jam one of, uh, yeah. one of the, I tell you one of the things I would say as well about the lakes was there wasn't a lot of butter on the breed they were making you plenty of sandwiches but mm-hmm. if you can take something that you like I agree you know it would be taking lots of food but it's that small minimal carrying option yep. that is near a gel yeah, yeah. Because you get scun up. Well, yeah. I do get scun up with them. And then, yeah, and no trusting entirely that there's going to be enough butter on the Sangers that have been made up brilliantly. Aye. And like Aye. I say, the aid stations are well stocked. Well, they are. They're fantastic. Like but, but, but you might need something additional. But you're already pretty weighed in with your kit. With stuff, because mm. you know, you're pretty reasonable. Mandatory, said, kit. mandatory kit requirements so you're, you're you're well weighed in so it needs to be compact stuff Definitely. and i might take i might give some real estate to a wee bottle of real coke oh i have because you know it's no in the race spirit to run into a shop no so that's have, me john I, that's brilliant, me brilliant. back at yeah right okay unless you've okay. got any analysis of my stuff no, what yeah, I would yeah. say, what I would say is, I'm just going to comment on the shite coke again at the lakes. It does the job. It does the job. It gets you the the sugar that you want and the carbs yeah. that you want. But it's a shite to drink, you know. So when you're used to the other stuff, anyway. it's either a shite coke, like Happy Shopper or whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sounding like a coke snob. I'm no, but or a stock cube paste as Nicky Ligo mm. alluded to can sometimes help. I think I'd go for the, the, the stock cube paste and barf. You need a fina water to That's fine. That. That's right. cool. That is cool. I'm I'm happy with that. Things to play with, things to think about. Exactly. What have you done, Nicky Ligo? What have you done? Brilliant man. Okay. My historic one has to be wee baby boilers with sea salt on them in a bag. I'm saying historic. Well, new potatoes. Aye, aye, we new potatoes. I'm saying historic. Still there. Love them. 
absolutely love them and that's probably my go-to they will be with me this weekend as well um you put a wee bit of butter or anything in them or no 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 just bail them in a wee ziplock and some sea salt cracking some sea salt brilliant man you all always obviously lick your finger when the tatties are finished and get your finger into the sea salt at the bottom of the back yeah i mean aye aye that's essential definitely got to do that but my we luxury items and i don't know how much carbs you get for this but pork pie i just i don't i don't think there's a lot of carbs in a pork pie i'm not sure but they're just brilliant man and it's it's the boost it's the gift of pork pie love that <laughs> give you a wee hug to yourself and i've played the boot with different options you get them that's got the wee bit of sort of pickle on the top a bit of curry sometimes if you want to do that but i think i just prefer a pork pie just a original pork pie that and and sometimes at the same time a baby bell half a pork pie bite half a baby bell bite in the mouth in a one wonderful <laughs> i can tell this has been tried and tested over the years decades and it's, Most it's proven uh, i remember john before I started ultramarathoning, John had already had his fit on a few routes. And I remember speaking to him and, and I was asking you a lot of questions. And you were furnishing me with a lot of answers, um, which I appreciated at the time. Um, little tins of beans and sausages. Oh, brilliant, man. Oh, like that you crack open. Aye, that takes me back to when I did the Devil the Highlands, the uh-huh. person that gave me my beans and sausages at a drop bag was Paul Giblin. Paul Giblin gave me them. And <laughs> I said, I've got to get a 40. Well, me and Paul Giblin, baby Kinsani took the 40. What's that about, man? At that point, you were a wee bit wet behind the lugs still? Or were oh. you aware of the, the, that you were standing in the, the shadow of greatness? No, I was not. I was not, the only shadow I was aware of at that point was Bucolette of Moore up at Glencoe. Little did I know I was um, standing with two giants of the ultra running community um, that I now know, and I suppose I get a wee bit embarrassed now about my naivety of where I was and who I was with, but they didn't give a shit. They were happy to see folk out running, you know. Happy um, to see folk eating sausages and beans called out a tin direct. Aye. Aye, I must admit when I was saying to get a 40 with you, Paul, he's like, ah, this is a race, get your arse out of here. We never swore. He said, get out of here. Do you know what I mean? So, um, brilliant, good memories. Again, on the on the West Highland Way. Now, I've got to say, before I forget this, we've been both been running, well, over a decade now for me. This is, this is my decade this year. You've been running longer than that. And I think we both, we've, listened to a lot of things, read a lot of things, but I heard the name today for the first time in my life. They heard the name Mark Godale. Scott Jurek had posted that Mark Godale, ultra, a running legend, had passed away, sadly, at the age of 51. And I had, I, it's one of these things you think you know a lot, not saying I know everything, but you think you know a lot, but I'd never heard that name before. So I love the fact that I maybe hadn't heard the name because now I can go away and read about the legend that was Mark Godale. But he was one of the Scott Jurek um, considered Mark Godale as a very good friend of his and a person that I supported him in a number of his um, endeavours and adventures over the years. So 
I'm, that's going to be part of my weekend. I'm going to be going away and finding out a bit more about this guy. You ran the Boston Marathon 23 consecutive years with his brother, which is quite a phenomenal thing to do, isn't it? You it's, know, so it is. And, and, and he passed sadly at the young age of 51. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, it does both put you into that. Well, it does me anyway, John. It's like that sees the moment type feeling, as in. You know, personally, um, but it, it makes you appreciate uh, his, I suppose, his achievements. And he, like you say, John, up until we spoke about it earlier on today, I, I, it wasn't a name that was on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I start lifting the lid on how an amazing ultra runner and part of the community he was. And yeah, it, it makes you feel heartfelt sorry for you know, his family and friends. And all those in you know the community who knew him really well and like yeah. you say john he was a um, double west island wear so that's right ian beatty posted today i think that he was it 2010 and 2011 he'd been on the west island way as well so again yeah. if you're right your up foot, at the sharp end <laughs> yeah definitely so if you're putting your foot on that route this weekend have a wee have a wee thought about yeah. mark godale as well so brilliant right I think, are we done, man? Have we got to speak about any more? I don't know. I've kind of quick scan at our um, agenda. Have we covered everything? Probably no. We never really do. We never really do, but we always leave a wee bit in the tank for next week as well. Eh? We do. Just a wee bit of that. So, what about, who's going to pick a song this week? Oh, a song for the La Buff Buff Volume 2. Why don't we have one each? Oh. This is a rare yeah. opportunity. A rare opportunity to put a double dunter in. So two songs going in the La Buff Buff Volume 2 playlist this week. Would you like to go first, Stephen? I will go first. Um, a, a song that I think is um, it's probably not in my usual genre of... You know, if I open Spotify and go, ah, there's suggested songs for Stephen, and it's the usual. <laughs> I'll not say what that is. Um, but this is a song by Newton Faulkner, Dream Catch Me. I'm sure you'll be aware of it. Mm, and, brilliant uh, track, man. Brilliant. I've heard, I've heard it a couple of times for some reason in the last week. And I was just listening to the lyrics. And yeah, I thought they were really cool. They, they, they hit home around about that sort of planned dream do type thing that we've got going on. Um, but never stopping believing. And when you do fail, you know. Come back. That, man. So yeah, that. that is my song. Cool. We shall get that on the playlist today. And mine's is going to be just with the again going back to the West Highland Way. I'm going to go for David Bowie and Heroes. Oh. We can be heroes just for one day. So you go, man, go and seize the day. That go is and, like you know you know how you used to get like now that's what I call music. Yep. Compilations and they pit the big headline songs on at the start and then it got dwindled into shite by the end. <laughs> that is right up there at the top, isn't it? Aye, definitely. Definitely. So I think it's a case of us wrapping this up then. I think I would like to wish everybody oh sorry, you want to come in? Yeah. Well one last thing. I think it's worth mentioning our new logo. Our Pride logo, yes. yes. We love that, man. Absolutely fantastic. Very proud to be celebrating Pride. 
Um, so we got a very good friend of the show. Did we give her a shout out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got a very good friend of the show, Angela Donald, to, who's immensely gifted in the sort of art and design uh, th- things that she does. Um, Angela developed and very kindly gave us the original artwork for Jung Hat from Free. She's done all those sort of wee variations that were done in between. But I think we're both really, really happy with this one. So thank you very much, Angela. Yeah. Um, there's a bozy coming your way when I see you. Something to look forward to, Angie. <laughs> but yeah, let's wrap this up, man. Yep. Let's just totally. say bye bye. I wish, I wish everybody, whatever running you're doing this weekend, have a great time. But I'll hand over to you, Stephen, to. No, have an, those doing the West Highland Way either getting a chance to listen to this before the 1 a.m. start on Saturday morning or indeed that I've saved it up for when you're out on the route. And that's not just re- folk race and that support crew as well. Hope your weekend goes absolutely smashing. All the effort has been put in now and just enjoy the fact that you're running in one of the best places in the world. And yeah, like John says, anybody else racing, wherever it may be, have a cracker and let us know on our socials what you've been up to. We love that. Definitely. I'm going to finish with just that wee bit of song, man. And with every mile I see, how I bless the happy day when I first took the West Highland Way. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.